You are listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by the award-winning novel, The Beloved Daughter. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to listen to this gripping audiobook about a Christian girl in North Korea. And now, enjoy today's episode of Unabridged, the Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 18 It was Kimmy's good luck that the electric company decided to make good on their threat to cut off the power that night in response to a delinquent bill. Chuck's plot of land, like many others in the area, came equipped with a wooden outhouse, a remnant from Alaska's homesteading days, and as she led her brother outside, she had the chance to speak to him in private. The way your dad's treating us isn't right. She'd lost track of how many nights after a dinner just like this, or worse, her mom would hold Pip in her arms and croon, Your father loves you. He just doesn't always know how to show it, or some other nonsense. Kimmy figured Pip was confused enough by his father's abuse that he didn't need anyone else making excuses for such unforgivable behavior. I'm trying to think of a way to get us to a safe place. Would you like that? She searched her brother's face for any sign that he heard or understood. It's not always going to be like this. We can pray. She stopped herself. What was she trying to tell him? That they could pray and God would whisk them to safety as if he were a genie from a magic lamp? How many sleepless nights had Kimmy spent after moving in with Chuck, begging God to free her from that existence, to strike her new stepfather dead, or make Mom brave enough to leave him, or do something to stop the torture she constantly lived through. But God hadn't answered her prayers. Ten years later, he still hadn't answered. She was still here, an adult, but every bit as much dependent on her stepfather as she'd been in her teens. She wasn't mad at God, but she didn't want Pip to end up doing what she did setting all her hopes on a prayer, a prayer that failed to come true. Kimmy still talked to God, but mostly it was to ask him to shield Pip from the worst of the horrors they had learned to endure. She didn't have the strength to hope for anything more. Mom was different. Mom had kept her faith until the very end. God's got a reason for everything, she'd say while icing Kimmy's black eye, so the bruise wouldn't raise quite as many questions at school. We can always trust God to do what's best for us in any situation. That was another one of her favorites. Kimmy didn't doubt God's goodness. She'd experienced waves of peace that swept over her during the depths of her turmoil and inner pain, signs of God's love she knew were divine. What she did doubt was her mom's simplistic expectation that if they remained steadfast and patient, God would usher them into some happily-ever-after dream world where Chuck was kind and their dilapidated, drafty trailer transformed itself into a home like her sister Meg's mansion on the Anchorage hillside. If Kimmy wanted the fairy tale ending, she'd have to find a way to work out the details on her own. Sitting around waiting patiently had gotten her mom killed. 
yet another mistake Kimmy was in no hurry to repeat. She felt Taylor's card in her pocket, gleaning vicarious strength and courage. Just knowing someone else cared about her safety, someone with the authority of the state backing him up, gave her an unfamiliar sense of boldness and determination. She would find a way. She would break free from this cage. She would find her happy ending, and she would give Pip the life he deserved. Kimmy fingered Taylor's card. The outhouse was situated halfway between Chuck's trailer and their nearest neighbor. Mrs. Spencer was an elderly woman who sometimes let Kimmy use her phone. If she left Pip here and started to run... She glanced at her brother, who sat on the outhouse toilet. No, not yet. The last thing she needed was for Pip to follow her and slow her down, or fall down the outhouse hole if she left him here alone. Her plan would have to wait. Tonight, not so late that Mrs. Spencer would be in bed or alarmed by a knock on her door, but late enough that Pip would hopefully be asleep and Kimmy could come out here alone. Thank God they'd cut off the power. Her mind made up. She helped Pip off the seat and cleaned him up. Without any running water at home and nothing stored in bottles, they'd skip brushing their teeth tonight. You couldn't get a cavity from one act of negligence. She held Pip's hand and shuddered as they made their way back to the trailer. An icy blast stabbed through her sweater. The sun was setting earlier and earlier each day, a sign of winter's soon arrival just as telling and ominous as the termination dust on the mountains. She wasn't going to spend another winter here in a trailer that could never heat up past 55 degrees, power that turned on and off based on when Chuck remembered to pay his overdue bills. By the time the winter solstice came, when it was dark by three and the sun refused to rise until after ten, she wasn't going to dig around for candle nubs because Chuck drank away their utility money. She was going to be in a warm home by a roaring fireplace, making as much hot chocolate as she and Pip could ever care to drink, both of them tucked up in blankets and relaxing on the softest couch imaginable. She'd take Pip to the library, check out an endless supply of books, and read them all to him for hours at a time. Of course, she'd save her best voices for when it was just the two of them together. They would be happy, and they would be safe. She gave her brother's hand a squeeze. Come on, Buster, let's get you home. Chapter 19 Kimmy hoped that with the electricity cut off, Chuck would fall asleep early. Without his TV to keep him company, there wasn't much else for him to do. It was far too much to expect him to get up and attack that pile of dirty dishes in the kitchen, and besides, without the electricity, the well didn't run. In the early days after Mom moved in with Chuck, the trailer was hooked up to a generator to prepare for Glen Allen's sporadic power outages, but it had fallen into disrepair, and Chuck always maintained it was too expensive to fix. Kimmy was looking forward to a quiet night. 
Chuck couldn't expect her to stay up and clean, not with the sundown and no running water. She might crawl in bed with Pip and cuddle for a while until it was time for her to go back out. She wasn't exactly sure what she'd do if she managed to make use of Mrs. Spencer's phone, but maybe the extra couple hours would give her time to think up a plan. Back inside the trailer, she helped Pip take off his coat. Chuck was in his chair waiting for her. Put the kid to bed and come out here. She didn't know what he wanted, but at least Pip would be excused from whatever sadism Chuck might have in mind. It was the most Kimmy could ask for, at least at the moment. In a few hours, she'd tell Chuck she had to use the outhouse and head over to the neighbor's. Mrs. Spencer usually turned off her lights around nine, so Kimmy would plan her visit shortly before that. She'd call Taylor. And then what? The seed of a plan had started to germinate in her mind, but it would take time to fully form. She had to muse over it for a little while. It couldn't be rushed. Whatever Chuck needed her for, she hoped it wouldn't take too long. She helped Pip into his favorite pajamas, teaching him the names of the dinosaurs, at least the ones she could remember, while pointing to the pictures. Sometimes she wondered if any of her extra effort to coax Pip to talk was getting through, but she'd never stop. She was convinced that Pip had more to say, more to learn, more to achieve than those who just knew him as a speech-delayed child would ever give him credit for. With Mom dead, Kimmy was now her brother's only champion and advocate. She knew she certainly wasn't ready for the challenge, but it had been thrust upon her nonetheless. God will always equip you to do the work he's called you to do, Mom used to say. But at the time, Kimmy had been more worried about keeping her stepfather from knocking her out than she'd been about growing in her faith. Still, Mom continued to sprinkle these little devotional moments into their days, teaching her about the Lord and His plan of salvation. The spiritual upbringing in the family was now another task that rested entirely on Kimmy's shoulders. Had she ever talked to Pip about heaven and sin and forgiveness? She wouldn't know how to have a conversation like that with a neurotypical three-year-old. What was she supposed to say to Pip? All that would have to wait. The longer she tarried in the bedroom, the angrier and more impatient Chuck would grow. She kissed Pip's cheek, but he struggled and clung to her when she tried to tuck him in. What's wrong? she asked. What do you need? He made a back-and-forth motion with his fingers near his mouth. The pantomime was easy to discern. You want to brush your teeth? He responded with a grunt. There's no water tonight. It's okay. It won't be too bad to skip it for just this once. Pip's eyes widened as if Kimmy had just confessed that she was the one who killed their mom, and she let out her breath. Fine, she breathed. Just stay here for a little bit, and if you're still awake when I come back, we'll brush your teeth then. She had no idea how she'd manage that without any tap or running water, but she'd figure something out. Prying herself free from his hold, she blew him a kiss and hurried to the door. She'd kept her stepfather waiting long enough.
You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com slash beloved to download the Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audio Award winner Kathy Garber. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com slash beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.